Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Talk live. Amen. We can't make it. We couldn't make it without God, mercy. Amen. Let us turn our attention to the 17th chapter of the book of St. Luke. St. Luke, chapter 17. Does she like that song? Luke chapter 17, we're going to begin our reading from verse number 11. Luke chapter 17 and verse 11. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith had made thee whole. For subject this afternoon, we like to speak concerning an attitude of gratitude. An attitude of gratitude. Our Father and our God, we are so grateful and thankful for your mercy and for your grace. Lord, that have sustained us from the rock of our cradle to this very present moment. We thank you for the privilege and opportunity to be found once again in the service one more time. In your presence, where we can feel the presence of your uh, Holy Spirit and hear your anointed word. Father, touch our hearts and our ears, that our ears may hear what the Spirit says and our heart may receive. In the mighty name of Jesus, that we can be better when we leave out than we was when we came in. And for it, Master, we give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church says, Amen. An attitude of gratitude. If anybody should be grateful to God, it should be the saints of God. You know, God is gracious and kind 
and loving even to the sinner as well as to the saint. The difference between the two is that the saint should know about God's goodness, his mercy, and his grace. Where the, where the sinner, he takes it as having good luck, a good fortune. But we as believers in the word of God know that we made it by the grace of God. And we should have an attitude of gratitude. We should show God how grateful we are for what he has done in our lives. Just the fact that he saved us. We should always be standing at the church door, waiting for it to open so we can come in and give God the praise because he saved us, because he loved us so much that he was willing to die for my sins and for your sins. And he touched our heart at some point in time in our lives that we accepted him as our Savior to be saved from the penalty of sin. And so just for that alone, we should be grateful. We should come in showing an attitude of gratitude. We should enter into his gate with thanksgiving and into his court with praise. We should be coming in with a praise on our lips. We should be coming in with our hands lifted up to the sky, telling the Lord, thank you. When the last time you told him, thank you, for what he's done for you. When the last time you told him thank you. For how he delivered you. And how he kept you. When the last time you told him thank you. For you when you opened up your eyes. To behold a brand new day. When was the last time you really. Thank God from the bottom of your heart. For what he's done for you. How he kept your children. And how he watched over you. When y'all absent from one another. And, and how he continued to bless you. Not only watch over you and your children, but watch over the things that he didn't bless you with. When was the last time you told God thanks? Thank you, Lord. When was the last time you made provisions in your, in your, in your busy schedule to come before him, to let him know how grateful you are yes, for him being in your life, for him protecting you, and for him watching over you? For him feeding you and clothing you, putting a shelter over your head. When was the last time you just couldn't wait to come into the house of God just to say, Lord, I thank you? Not to get on your knees and say, Lord, do this for me and do that for me, but just thank him for what he already has done for you. When was the last time you really came into the house of God with a grateful heart to tell God how much? You're grateful for all he's done for you. We realize through the books of the gospel, all the people that surrounded Jesus at every point, every place he entered, everywhere he stopped, you always found where the Bible said there was a multitude of people. Amen. A multitude surrounded him. A multitude. Amen was at the mountainside when he preached the Beatitudes. 
a, a, a multitude of people followed him, amen, but only one woman who had an issue of blood, amen. Thank you, Lord, broke through the crowd and said that in her heart, if she could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'd be made whole. Thank you, Lord. Well, let, let me know that a crowd of people can be in the church. A crowd of people can be calling on his name. Amen. But yet still don't believe in the power of God. Amen. God has power. Amen. To do exceedingly and abundantly above all we have a thank I ask of him to do. Thank you, Lord. Here Jesus is on his way. Amen. On another mission. On his way to Jerusalem. Amen. But his mission, amen, in Jerusalem caused him to go through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Amen. In the village, amen, on his way there, in the middle of Samaria and Galilee, the Samaritans had no dealings with the Jews, and the Jews had no dealings with the Samaritans. They couldn't come together. They couldn't agree. Amen. They had something against one another, because during the time that they was in captivity, amen, down in Babylon, amen, some of the Jews gave in, amen, and became a, a mixed race of people, and they called them Samaritans, amen, so they didn't have no dealings with them, amen, because they dealt with those that was ungodly, those that was not of the Jewish faith, amen, and so they had no dealings, and this thing went on for year after year, amen, but God, amen, sent Jesus to try and bring a bridge, amen, in that gap. Do you realize that Jesus is the, is the bridge, amen, between our gaps? Yeah. Amen. They talk about generational gaps and all these different gaps, but Jesus is the bridge over any gap that stands, amen, between you and some loved one. Amen. In this village, amen, the Bible said they had ten leopards. Amen. And somehow sickness, amen, death, amen. Despair, trouble can bring us together. Amen. It, it, it makes you forget about all of those petty things, amen, that stands between you. If, if you really look at it, amen, if you really look at the situation, amen, when, when, when differences come between us, it's nothing but something petty. Amen. It ain't nothing but something petty. Do you realize what they did to Jesus? How they beat him and how they spit in his face and called him everything but the Son of God. But yet on the cross he said, Father, forgive him. Forgive him. For they know not what they do. They don't know what they're doing. Lord, forgive him. Because if they had known that I was your son, amen, I was the, the Messiah, amen, who came to take away his sin, amen, I came to die for him, amen, they wouldn't treat me like this. Amen. They wouldn't, they wouldn't handle me the way they did. They wouldn't spit on me and beat me the way they did and call me everything but the Son of God. Amen. But, Lord, Father, I ask you that you forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Amen. We may not have spit on him. We may not have beat him. Amen. We may not have called him everything but yet, but, but the child of God. Amen. But yet we've done him wrong. Amen. We don't come into his house as often as we should. We don't pray like we should. Amen. We don't give back to him what he gave to us. Thank you, Lord. Amen. This village, amen, that these leopards, something they had that was in common. Amen. They may not have got along, amen, as far as race relations, but they had something in common. They all had leprosy. Amen. It's something about 
people that are sick. Amen. It doesn't matter whether you're black, white, or pink, or purple. Amen. When you're sick, amen, you need a doctor. You, need, you want to be healed. You want to be delivered. And you don't care whether it's a black doctor, a white doctor, a Chinese doctor, whoever it is, help me when you go to that hospital. Amen. These people here, amen, they had, amen, leprosy. They had, the, they had a death mark upon them. Amen. Knowing that one day that leprosy was going to kill them. It, 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 leprosy eats, amen, from the, from the outside in. Cancer eats from the inside out. Amen. And when you get this type of sickness, when you diagnose, amen, you know it's just a matter of time. Amen. But one thing about time. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God lives, amen, above time. He lives, amen, in eternity. So time has nothing to do with God. And so some of, for some of us, amen, have been waiting on God. And it seems like you've been waiting a long time for God to, to answer your prayers and for God to deliver you and for God to open up doors and make ways for you and open up the window and pour you out a blessing. You won't have room enough to receive it. You hear it every Sunday. But sometimes you say, Lord, what is going to happen for me? Amen. In time. Amen. God, amen, don't look at time. Time has nothing to do with God because he lives in eternity. Eternity, amen, it, it goes above time. The time came. It doesn't say how long these people was with this leprosy. Amen. But they was obscured. They was put out of the village. They was put out of the city. They had to live in a village that called a leopard colony. And they had to be there. And they, had to, they had to wait for people to come and feed them. Had to wait for people to come and see about them. Amen. And so the time came. Somebody said, my time is coming. Oh, yes. That's what you need to say to yourself. My time is coming. The time came when Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. But it don't say what he was on his way for. You had to read the Bible to know why he was going to Jerusalem. He was on his way to the Passover. Amen. To spend the Passover, the last one, with his disciples. Can you, can you imagine knowing that today is your last day? That you're going to be concerned about somebody else? Come on, talk to me, somebody. When you know that, 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 that something you, you got to deal with, amen, that you don't want to face on tomorrow, but yet you're concerned about somebody else. Jesus was on a mission to go and, and, and sacrifice his life for the sins of the world. But on his way there, he passed through Samaria and Galilee. And the Bible says that they had a village that had ten lepers. And as they saw Jesus passing by, they cried out and said, Master, you have to know who's the master over your life. Who's the master over your finances? Who's the master over your health? Who's the master over your marriage and your children? They cried, Master. They knew his name was Jesus, but they, they called him Master. The Bible said that at the name of Jesus, every knee and every tongue confess that he's Lord. And beside him, there is no other. And so they called on him and said, Master, have mercy. Have mercy upon us. The Bible said that Jesus stopped. Amen. To see about these ten lepers. The Bible said they stood afar. They couldn't get close. 
And one thing about God, when you can't get close to him, when you can't get to him, he'll get to you. Thank you, Lord, for, for coming to see about me. The Bible says that, that these ten lepers that stood afar off, they cried out for God's mercy. The Bible said when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priests. Amen. He told them to do this before they were healed. He said, go show yourself to the priests. Amen. In the book of Leviticus, that if a person that had leprosy came out of a leper colony, amen, that, that, that they can expose somebody else to it, the Bible said that they should be stoned to death. Amen. Knowing that their life was on the line. Amen. If they left that village, amen, to go show themselves to the priest while they still had this leprosy, they knew that was a certain death. Thank you, Lord. But you know something? If the, if the stone didn't kill them, the leprosy show us. Amen. You got to learn how to have faith in God. Sometimes we try and hold back from God the things that God is asking us for by faith because we feel the need that on tomorrow I need. But you need to realize that if you don't try God today, you're sure not going to need him on tomorrow. Bible says, Jesus told them, go show yourself unto the priests. And the Bible said that as they went, it was cleansed. I ask you today, church, where is your faith in God? When God didn't ask you for something that you didn't have the faith enough to give back to him. Thank you, Lord. Where is your faith in God? You don't have leprosy. Amen. You don't have leprosy. You don't have cancer. You don't have some debilitating disease, amen, that could be taking your life away from you. So where is your faith in God? Amen. We let some small stuff stop us. Amen. We let some small things, amen, amen, interfere with our walk with God. Amen. But God is trying to get your attention today, amen, to encourage your faith. Amen. These people had enough faith to go out from the leper colony before they saw that their body was healed, before they saw that the leprosy had left their body. And the Bible said that they went on their way, and while they was going, it was cleansed. Thank you, Lord. While they was going, it was cleansed. Amen. When you come to church, amen, with an attitude of gratitude, on your way coming here, put a song in your heart. Amen. Give thanks and glory to God so that when you get here, on your way here, amen, you can be healed. You can be delivered. You can be encouraged. Amen. The Bible said, look, we need to learn how to do what? Encourage ourselves in the Lord. We need to learn how to encourage ourselves in the Lord. Thank you, Lord. David said, look, David said, look, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? What, what shall I give back to him for all he done done for me? He said, look, I would offer up the cup of salvation. Amen. Ain't nothing else I got better to give back to God. Amen. But what he gave to me, and that was salvation. Amen. The life that he gave me, I'm going to give him the same life back. Amen. I'm going to serve him. I'm going to worship him. Amen. I'm going to go out to other people and tell them about the goodness of God. Give them my testimony of how he brought me and what he done for me and how he kept me and how he stayed with me and never left me. Somebody needs to tell somebody about the goodness of God, what he done for you. Amen. We talk about everything and everybody. We have time on the phone and Facebook and FaceTime and all these different things, but we never give God the time. Amen. So let somebody know how good, how good he been to you. Amen. How good he been to you. Although you neglected him down through the years, 
yet God still kept me. Amen. Oh, even though I don't pray like I should, amen, God's still watching over me. God's still taking care of my family. Every time I come home from work, I see my children as well. Amen. Nothing happened to them. Amen. That's nobody but God. Thank you, Lord. The Bible said that as they went, they was cleansed. Amen. They was healed from that leprosy. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You don't have to worry about waiting for the preacher or waiting for the choir to sing. Amen. Waiting for somebody to lay hands on you, pray for you. Amen. You can do it on your own. Amen. If you come with an attitude of gratitude. Amen. And you can, Lord, help us here today. That whatever you have going on in your life, amen, God could set that thing free from you. Amen. When you come to church, just put a song in your heart. Amen. And just begin to thank him. Amen. Just begin to give him his praise for what he's done. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says that as they went, Amen. One of them looked at themselves and saw what God done. When the last time you looked and saw what God had done for you? Amen. When the last time you looked and saw that this was nobody but God that did this for me? Amen. Sometimes we take the credit. Amen. We want to be looked at. Amen. We want to be pat on the back for how great we look and how great we live in it and all these different things and say, oh, you really got it going on. But you better let somebody know if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. Amen. I remember where I come from. Amen. That's the problem. Sometimes we seem to forget where we come from. Amen. I remember when I didn't have two nickels to rub together. Amen. I remember, amen, when we had to buy, amen, Kool-Aid because we didn't have enough money to buy soft drinks. And we had to get Kool-Aid so we can go around for everybody, all the rest of the children that was in the house. I remember when I only had one suit to wear. Amen. And one pair of church shoes, and they had a hole in them. I remember where I come from when I was smoking and drinking myself to death. Amen. Thank you, Lord. But God delivered me. When the last time you remembered where God brought you from? When the last time you look back? You know, sometimes we sit down in our, in our attitude, amen, and we're we only concerned about what we're going through. Amen. What somebody did to me. Amen. And, 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 and how I, I'm making it right now. Amen. I should be farther in life. I should have this and I should have that. Amen. And we, and we just put ourselves in a depressed state. But when you look back and see where God has brought you from, it'll give you something to praise him for. It'll give you something to be thankful and grateful for. Amen. It depends, it depends on your attitude. The Bible says a man thinking in his heart, so is he. Amen. When you start to think down, amen, you begin to be down. Amen. When you go to talking about all the sickness you got, amen, everything in your, on your body begins to hurt you. You have headaches and, and heartaches, amen, your feet hurt and everything. Amen. You start to talking about the, the trouble and the things that you have on the job, and all of a sudden you hate to get up in the morning to go to that job, but that job is supporting you and your family and doing for you before you had the job. Amen. That's the same job that you wish you had before you had one. Thank you, Lord. The Father said, in this life, we're going to have tribulations. He said, Jesus said, but in me, you're going to have perfect peace. Amen. We forget about Jesus. And we start to think about ourselves, about what we're going through, and how people talk to us, and how people treat us, and how people handle us. After I've been so good to them, after I've done this for them, after I've done that for them, I put myself out for them, and this is how you treat me? Remember what God's done for you. Pick yourself back up. Put your, put your big girl clothes on and pick yourself back up. Amen. And begin to thank God for what he done for you. Amen. 
The Bible says, put not your trust in man, but all your confidence, put it in God. The Bible said as they went, all ten of them was cleansed, but only one turned back to give God his praise. Only one turned back and, and, and glorified God. When the last time you came, just to give God glory, not just to say that I attended church, not just to show up and let people see your face in the place, but when was the last time you came to church just to give God his glory? Oh, I just can't wait to sing today. Oh, I just can't wait to get to church to get down on my knees and tell God thank you. When was the last time you came that you really wanted to be here to give God glory? Now, only God knows what goes on in our hearts. This man turns back to glorify God. And he asked the question, was not their tent? Everybody in here, God got shelter over our head. Everyone else in here, is there some pretty decent help that we don't have to be pushed around in the wheelchair? Nobody has to sit down and feed us. We got limbs to feed ourselves. We got clothes to put on our back. And I mean, we got to look in the closet and see, well, what I'm going to put on today? Different types of shoes to match your pocketbook. You got a nice car to drive. Nice home to live in. Parents that care about you and love you and pray for you. You got all of these things. But when was the last time you came to give God glory for what he done for you? We got to stop worrying about what people say, what people do, and start considering what all God has done for you. Jesus said, was not, was not, was not that ten? Was not that ten that I cleansed, I fed, I housed, I put clothes on, watched over your children, kept you on the highway? You remember the wreck, you remember the flood, you remember these things? There was nobody but me that kept you from that. Just recently in Harvey, the Harvey storm that came and dumped all that water. Just a few blocks behind your house, people were swimming out of that water. Cars was underwater. People were looking for some place to stay, but he kept you high and dry. That was nobody but God. There was nobody but God. The flood that you drove in and you thought you was going to drown in the car, but you got out and you made it to safety. It was nobody but God. When was the last time you turned back and came to the house of worship and said, Lord, I'm here just to give you glory because you've been good to me. You saved me. You kept me. You watched over my children, my family. You gave me a good wife, a good husband. And, Lord, I say thank you. Children every year on somebody's football field fall out and die, of heat, and die from heat exhaustion. Some children, I saw even in college, make a tackle and get their neck broke and be paralyzed for life and die a few years later. But God kept you. God kept you. One last time you just came. To glorify God. We come when we want. And when we come, we late. 
You got to beg people to sing. And hear God been that good to you? Come on. We need to learn how to give God back to him. What he gave to us. The Bible said that God told the man. He said, go. Your faith has made you whole. Now, when you look at that, you'll think that him being cleansed from leprosy made him whole. But what made him whole wasn't that he was only healed physically. He was healed spiritually. And some of us need to be healed spiritually. We need to be healed spiritually. Because we need a better and a greater walk with God. We need to realize all that God has done for us. That we can have a grateful heart towards God. Can you remember where God brought you from? Can you remember what all God has done for you? Can you just think about where you could be if it had not been for God? God has brought us from a mighty long way. You know, God moved. You know, you hear old folks say that God worked in mysterious ways. You know, God will do something to move you to an area where he can bless you. Where he can bless you. The children of Israel was out in the wilderness. There was a no-man people. They was out in the wilderness living in tents. And it was, they, they were satisfied with where they was at. But God said, look, I'm going to bring you into a land that's flowing with milk and honey. And what did he cause? He caused a famine to come in the land to move them from where they was at to bring them into their wealthy places. Sometimes God will bless you through problems. He'll bless you through, he'll bring, he'll bring a blessing through misery. You need to learn how to thank him even when you're going through. These people was going through. But time came when God came and stepped into their life and healed every last one of them from leprosy, saved them from a death sentence, and blessed them. But only one of them had enough gratitude to come back and say, Lord, thank you. I pray, I pray that, the, that the message that we had on today will learn how, will teach us how to give God's glory how to thank him for what he has done. Let me, let me, let me read this to you from, from Psalms 103. Look what he said. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfied thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. This is what God has done for you. This is what, what God has done. Now the psalmist David, he was the king over Israel, but he looked back and saw that God brought him from, and all that he did for him, and he wanted to know, what now, Lord, can I do for you, for all the benefits you gave to me? You know, being saved is not a right. It's a benefit. Being under God's protection is not a right. Is a benefit. So you ought to thank him today for all his benefits. 
that he rendered toward you. Thank you, Lord. And let me tell somebody for those who, who've been going through. Look what David said in Psalm 119. He said, look, it was good that I was afflicted. For if I had not been afflicted, I wouldn't have got to know God the way I do. He said, for when I wasn't afflicted, he said, I strayed away. So sometimes God would bring some afflictions in our life to draw us back closer to him. So David said, it was good that I was afflicted. Sometimes we need to thank God for affliction. Yeah. Afflictions help you to get to know God in a more personal way. Thank you, Lord. These Samaritans, as well as the Jews that was in that leper colony, they knew him, and they called him master. And he got their attention. And God stopped and healed them from their leprosy. You can get God's attention if you learn to know who's the master. We thank you for your presence today. Thank you for your attendance. Thank you for your attention. Amen. I pray that something was said, a song was said, the prayer, a prayer that was given, have encouraged your heart on today. God is a good God. Amen. And you're always looking to do great things for you and I. Why? That we would give his name the praise. That we give him the glory. Amen. In our Bible lesson, amen, God blessed Solomon. Why? Because Solomon gave God the glory. He asked him, say, say Solomon, what is it that you would have me to do for you? He said, Lord, give me an understanding heart that I may judge righteously over your people. And the Bible said that it pleased God so much. Amen. He told Solomon, say, I'm going to make you the more wisest man that ever lived. Amen. The more richest, the more famous man, every ki a king that had ever been on the face of the earth. Amen. He said, because you did not ask for, for long life, you didn't ask for the life of your enemy, you didn't ask for riches, he said, but I'm going to give it all to you. Amen. And everybody going to come and see the wisdom of Solomon. We need to learn how to give God his glory. Amen. Thank God for you. Amen. Let us stand as we're about to be dismissed.